video game podcast number 409. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's the 20th. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Different I thought I took intro. a deep breath in. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, you have to experiment with these things. So strained you know? it out. Be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of. I, I I see myself as as a sort of David Bowie figure, you know, yeah. when it comes to the podcast intro, j- c- continually reinventing myself, okay, and um, challenging the public's perception of of the podcast, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, it's a, it's a it's a difficult art form, but I try and um, you know, I try and push it forward each and every week. And, you and, pull and it I off think with that's a why. Oh, well, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, I'm Josh Wise, of course, not David Bowie. Mm. Um, and with me. As ever, is uh, Rich Walker. Yep. Richmond, yep. to his close friends. No getting rid of me, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and uh, it's it's balmy. It's sunny. It's a mm. sunny little turn these last couple of weeks. It's funny that, because uh, you say balmy, you can mean balmy mm. meaning a bit mad. But you mean oh. balmy with an L, don't you? Bal- balmy. Balmy. Balmy, Steve, Steve yeah. Balmy, Steve, uh. Steve, Steve Balmier. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Uh, how have you been keeping these last um, uh, last last week? You been up to much exciting times? No, we went walking the dogs again at the weekend. We got this borrow Lovely. my doggy deal where we uh, mm. borrow a couple of dogs and run around with them a bit. Uh, Take them for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was fun. Mm. Uh, what else have we done? Um, haven't really done much. Oh, we went and had no. our first COVID jab. That's something. Well, then that's felt, something. Felt horribly ill for the day after. <laughs> yeah, which one did you did you get the Johnson and no no that's not the one is it what is it AstraZeneca or something mm. I can't remember what it is AstraZeneca there's like, there's AstraZeneca yeah 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 AstraZeneca yeah. Uh, a lot of people online, like some people, are like yeah, it's nothing. Like I just, um, I didn't notice anything. And then other people, are like yeah, I was in bed for the day. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I would say prepare yourself for a, a day of uh, illness. It was like a hangover. Yeah. It was pretty Ugh. awful. Yeah, that's rubbish. Yeah. That is rubbish. Yeah, but well, I've not been... worth it in the long run. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. I've not been, uh, I've not been vaxxed, mm. but uh, so I've been staying inside, cooping myself up in, inside. Uh, you know, further in the noble cause of, of of playing video games in order to to write about them and talk about them. Yeah, and that's been you know that's been going pretty well. I had another Snickers bar this morning, creamy Snickers. Oh, the peanut so, butter one. Yeah, yeah. Sent sent uh, sent Rich a photo of that in a week. Yeah. If there's any listeners, you know, wondering how they get their hands on it, I don't know. It my local off license. She's brilliant in there. She gets the stuff. Gets the stuff. It's one of those off licenses where you go in and it's all experimental. You know, mm. she's got all the limited edition crisps. That's all great. The, it's just brilliant. That's what you brilliant. want. That is what you mm. want. I know. It's it's really nuts. Um, <clears throat> well, it's, playing, it's uh, peanut peanuts. PP nuts yeah. specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. Mm. And we should be specific because in, they yeah. expect that from us. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a bit of uh, Returnal. As well, right. which we'll talk about in 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 due course. Superb. I'm allowed to talk about it in a in a sort of preview capacity. In fact, I'm going to pull in Matt from upstairs on this one because he's reviewing it for you guys. Yeah, so. you know, it, he insisted on reviewing it and having learnt a bit more about it. I'm glad he did because it sounds bloody hard, and I uh, <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. Roguelike. I think um, I think you should definitely play it <clears throat> really? just because it's it's. I would say it's got roguelike elements but there's a lot of other stuff going on there sounds as well. punishing 
it's one of those things where you can get yourself into a tight spot, but yeah. th- but if you if you get yourself on a good sort of run, you can get very very far. Yeah. And it, it also it does it does a really good job, maybe better than any other uh, that I've roguelike I've played, of uh, just like flattening out the the sort of the pain of death. I guess right. you know it sort of gives you other things. Like sure. if I actually at one point I actually looked forward to it because I knew that it would unlock a certain thing. Oh. Um, anyway, but anyway, we'll we'll get onto that. We'll get onto yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, getting, yeah. A, getting ahead of ourselves. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe that's enough small talk. Maybe we should get down to <laughs> the nitty gritty. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Uh-oh. Little holes in the top. 100%. And it's the best deodorant I've ever used. So it's a stick. You know, the stick. 100%. Wow. You don't sweat. You smell great, as evidenced today. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. 100%. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Returnal is a game that's come out or coming out. Is it out? No, it's, no, not, it's out. not out. It's out uh, next week. What day is it today? It's 30th. Wednesday. Thirtieth of so. Avril. Yeah, it's that's this Friday, Friday, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's mm. this Friday. Oh blimey! Yeah, uh, we're allowed to. I've gotten me and Matt have progressed. I don't know if we're allowed to say how far. Well, what's we the difference? Had, we actually have gotten. What does it mean? I don't know. Why would that mean? We've progressed past the preview point, haven't we? Yeah, we've gone oh, past spoilers. Because pre- you progressed <laughs> past well, I don't the preview if, point. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't know if people know how. Because the game's divided into biomes. You see. Right. And I don't know if it's public knowledge how many biomes there are. Well, maybe maybe don't mention are. how many there are then. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the trophy list has sort of gone out early, so people know from that. Oh, yeah. In terms of, let's, to be safe, we won't say, I guess. No. Uh, no. But we are allowed to talk about the first two yes. uh, biomes in a, in a kind of preview uh, capacity. What are they? Reveal uh, unto us <laughs> the biomes. <laughs> the first one is the crash site. So where actually, I should sort of set up the game because you know, no, just just for people that don't know. So, Returnal is a game where you play as an astronaut called Celine, who, uh, following a mysterious signal, uh, go, f- flies to a planet called Atropos. Um, and <laughs> sorry, whilst. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's funny. What, random laugh? No, I don't know why Atropos, I found that tickled me for some reason. Brilliant. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fair play to you. Anyway, so she flies there and uh, she's, uh, there's a storm which Mm. she sort of flies into, classic, uh, and she she gets zapped by some lightning and crash lands. Yeah. And uh, so basically, the the sort of premise really simple, and she just she's investigating this signal, mm-hmm. um, and she finds that sort of Groundhog Day style. Whenever she dies, she wakes up back at the crash site where she first crashed on Atropos, and there are lots and lots of things that will kill her. Uh, some things, you know, uh, nasty, big, monstrous things, which are, which are fun to kill. The game is uh, developed by Housemark, who uh, I think are a, a fantastic studio. I yeah. think their best game to date, including or not including Returnal, is probably Next Machina, which I thought was excellent. They do, they do a sort of classic brand of arcade shoot-em-up. They do. Um, um, sort of ro- Robotron style. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what, what was the one at the PS4 launch? Like, one of the first PS Plus games. Guns. Yeah, that sort of put them on the radar for a bit of a wider audience, didn't it? It did, it did. Back when it yeah. wasn't 
back when next gen consoles weren't backwards compatible, it was mm. one of the the PS4 games. And if you had PS Plus, yeah, then yeah, you had it, didn't it was you? So pretty big deal. And then they made Alienation and Matterfall. And it, I think their last game was Next Machina, which was 2017. Don't forget, for my don't money forget was like Dead Nation, please. Dead Nation as well, mm. as, well as well as Alienation. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 it's bloody good stuff. This year kind of marks a, a bit of a departure for them in some ways because uh, it's fairly involved in its in its story, in its yeah. sort, sort of passive story, and in discovering what's going on. It's, it's a very, it's quite a strange game. What, what at first seems to be quite a simple uh, sci-fi setup, pretty soon gives way to something which is sort of unexpected you know you, you sort of work out what's going on what's gone on on atropos what you know what's going on with celine and who she is and all this sort of stuff um, and but the core play is pretty much classic house mark but with a twist it, it, it it's quite a bit i would compare it to something like control yeah it's, that's a good comparison combat. actually yeah um, it's got sort of really nice uh sort of shoot 'em up gameplay enemies with learnable and fixed attack patterns much like we're in Resogun and all that you know so you sort of have a certain enemy that will fire a widespread of like little laser projectiles at you and you can you can dash through them you can evade them while shooting you can jump in the air and dash it's really really mobile really really hectic it's got sort of bullet hell shooting sequences um yeah it's it's very much that sort of classic house marquee action brought behind the back of the character like because it's normally mm. top down or side on isn't it um yeah and it's sort of pulling that type of action like you say with the bullet hell with the the attacks which are you know always the same from the same enemies so you learn them but it pulls mm. it right behind the back of the character and sort of immerses you in the world mm. a lot more than anything they've done previously yeah it does it does and it ha- and and yeah and i suppose with that comes a lot of the a lot of the story stuff it it, it kind of it re- it's a really interesting investment i guess on sony's part because it's well, it's their biggest game to date house mark right yeah i mean oh, it it feels it at the very least like i don't know what the budget went into this compared to their other games but this feels like a big sony third person game like a big sort of triple a yeah. sony extravaganza yeah yeah pr- pretty much so talking about feel um how do you kind of talk a little bit about the you know the atmosphere of the game so obviously what like the big thing is it uses the dual sense controller and the tempest engine for the 3d audio how do you do you sort of find yourself immersed oh god yeah i mean the the combination of the the sound design and the the dual sense which I'd say this is this is the biggest show of it since Astrobot by quite a bit, right? Like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sony's obviously been going bigger on it with their exclusives than most other developers have. Uh, Destruction mm-hmm. All Stars had a bit of it. Uh, oh, it did actually, yeah. But like this, yeah, this is by far the biggest one. Where I keep thinking the sound design of Returnal is great when I'm playing it, and like I'm like, oh, it's so atmospheric and so mm-hmm. thing. And I realise half of what I'm talking about there is the dual sense stuff as well mm-hmm. it feeds into the sound design so well it like does. the the way that you can hear you know in the, the first area the rain falling and you can also feel it on the controller it's yeah it, it's quite stunning i i spent a good sort of 10 20 minutes poking around in the in the like near the near the crash site yeah. in that first in that first biome um tr- tr- pretty much as as you say tr- like trying to work out where all all this kind of atmosphere was coming from and I, and I think it's a combination of just 
it, like in incredible haptics like yeah really really cool stuff the, the rain yeah <laughs> early on it's like it's like it's hitting you yeah you got that like lovely little plink that little sort of needling rain on your on your palms and then but also just the speaker in the controller like i was playing it's got one of those great 3d maps like um <laughs> like metroid prime or, or or like jedi fallen order i'm a sucker for like a holographic map it's good fact, i was actually i was texting matt over the weekend sort of gushing about the map just <laughs> we were talking about completely talk- other stuff and you just you just stopped everything else you're like by the way the map <laughs> <laughs> yeah the map is i'm a sucker for a map but i was zooming in on the map and just a little, little tiny things like there's an almost imperceptible um little noise as you zoom in and out then the noise emits like from the controller in a very subtle way and because the way i was sitting the controller was like near I was kind of like near it. it was, I'm sort of holding it up, and I just sort of felt that little that little slight buzz as you kind of zoom in and out. And it's been it's mirrored with a little haptic response in the controller, like a really subtle little sizzle. There's there, yeah, there's so much good out. stuff like that. Like the um, also when it's the like the teleporter pads that you go mm. on, like when you yes. stand on those and they're sort of like buzzing, awaiting you to like use them. Yeah, and like the way that moves through the controller as you're there, and it f- helps. As well as like the rain, that sort of natural stuff that like it sells the the rain really well because you know what rain yeah. sounds like and what it sort of feels like. You have a frame of reference yeah. for rain, yeah. And yeah. then what it does with that is it. So you've got a frame of reference for that, and then the really alien stuff in it feels and sounds alien, and it feels mm. unsettling to hold the controller sometimes when you're near certain enemies or if you're near yes. certain technology. Like the um, one of the big things in the game is those malignant uh, items. Yes. So there's, yeah. a, there's a big thing in the game that some items are, like, infected uh, and you can choose to pick them up. But if you do, there's a chance your suit will malfunction and you'll get a negative effect from it. Mm, so it's that mm. risk-reward thing. Mm, and as well as mm. just the mental thing of being like, oh, do I need this item enough to take the risk to do the thing? As you get near them, they sort of start to, like, buzz and shake and, like... <laughs> yeah, they do. And, thing. They do. and it feels unsettling. Like, I don't like walking up to them in the game because yeah. you're like, oh, God, this one's not good and it, <laughs> it's creepy isn't it, it it does so well at selling that atmosphere i mean you mentioned um mm. i mean you're talking about the map but you mentioned obviously metroid and mm. uh as well as there being sort of like metroidvania elements in the game it, mm. this this almost feels like a what like a gritty reboot from sony of metroid would be like <laughs> like yeah that, that's actually a really good uh compare that yeah the, yeah there's there's actually a lot of of Metroid Prime in particular, I, th- I think here. I think Super Metroid as well. Like you know, when you start that game and you walk past, like you find like a body, don't you, on mm, the floor, mm. and that sort of the way they sold that atmosphere on the snares was insane. And this feels like mm. more of an evolution of that into that sort of photorealistic mm. element of that. Yeah, it does. It does, and even like just the doors. The way yeah, the doors. Open. You don't have to, you don't have to shoot them or anything, but like the way that they open with a lovely little kathunk. I find um, like the 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 one of the really cool things is what, like when you can hear and the 3D audio by the way if you, is unbelievable. Like if you're playing it, I'd recommend playing it with surround. I'm playing in like surround sound, um, which is not not headphones, but if you if you have those headphones, then go for it. Um, but one of the really cool things is, and it, it was kind of the way in uh, Demon Souls as well. Uh, so, sometimes the haptics would be quite a useful aid. I found in in like combat encounters yeah. because there's some enemies that make kind of um 
like sort of predator style clicking noises you know with their mouths they're kind of like weird little you know um but that little clicky click is like in your hat you can sort of feel it in the haptics in the controller yeah so you almost almost get a kind of positional sense of where they are with it and it's just in terms of being just sort of I don't know, just sealed inside a game, inside a world, kind of in in a fiction. It's um, I've not played anything quite quite like it. No, really. just, I've, I'm it's, exactly the same. It's it's drawn me in in a way that I can't remember a game doing for a long time in terms of like, mm. and also because it is it's got this really, it's very oppressive and it's very sort of there's a there's a sort of a psychological horror going on throughout the entire yeah, yeah. game gotcha. sometimes it's you know it's sold you obviously if anyone's seen the trailers when you enter the the house in first person that's a very obvious sort of like pt uh inspired mm. section but even just like outside of that just just the sounds and the the atmosphere and like like you say mm. that thing of knowing like an enemy's nearby and like yeah. i found like walking like putting the game down after like a long session Mm. I don't sort of settle for quite a bit after that. Like, no, it, it, yes. you, you don't suddenly feel like you've just stopped playing a game. There's a real thing of being like, <laughs> oh god, like I Partly was still there. I was in like there. I'm... Yeah, I was in there, and <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had to really like drag myself out. It's uh, it's unbelievably impressive, like how uh, the, strong. The way that you, um... sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, well, I was good. To, you you brought up a really interesting point there, which I've I've kind of not mentioned, uh, and that would that's like the house. Yeah. So, so with it, like, without going too much into into detail on it, um, there you you there's a certain house that's inexplicably uh, in the game on this planet. Is it New the, Orleans? The, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The animals uh, are mm. also in the game on the soundtrack. Uh, you, so you go into this house, and it, as Matt kind of says, it's like a very much a a gone home, a PT style kind of you know it's a, there's a creepy atmosphere there and you're thinking well why is there why is there you know a bloody a bloody house that's popped up it doesn't make sense um but that's that's it's part of the story it's part of i guess you're find you're finding out what's going on with celine with her past or whatever um and it provides a really really interesting uh i guess carrot and stick approach to, to so the game is effectively a roguelike or it has roguelike elements yeah. in that whenever you die you go back to the crash site and it's a tough game as well so you will you will find yourself dying a fair you amount you will find yourself dying yeah absolutely and it's about getting a good a good run you know getting yourself a particularly good gun uh, attaching little things like you can find little as Matt says you can get malignant items you can get little parasites which give you a buff but they also give you a debuff once you've got yourself a nice little setup that like you know complements the way that you want to play you can kind of you can go quite long oh I found I could go quite long periods without dying but the way that they the way that Housemark has kind of used death is one of the most interesting ways I've seen it used in a in a in a roguelike game because there were times where I was sort of looking I was quite excited to die yeah yeah <laughs> because what? because what they do is they will give you a particular thing a particular item or something again Matt's comparison to Super Metroid is apt they'll give you something um, that can open up different areas of the map, you know. And oh, and by the way, we should say as well, it's it's procedurally generated, which never particularly excites me. But what it does mean is, 
yeah, you know, every time she's 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 up at the crash site, the the biome that thematically it's the same biome, it's the same color scheme, it's the same weather, but the you know, but the layouts are different. But interestingly, uh, as well, the the rooms are basically the same. So even yes, as you, you get, yeah. So the 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 layout of the moves and which way, which order you hit the moves and which ones you'll even find along the way will change, which is mm. part of another reason it's like sometimes good to die. Because Absolutely. you'll come, you, there's a, there'll be a room that you've not come across before that will have uh, a like a translation thing that you need to collect. Like there's collectibles that yes. are in set locations, and yeah, yeah. Di- and or like the the voice memos as well. And like dying mm. will take you to a new room you've not been to before. But as yeah. you get used to the rooms as well, you'll enter a place and you'll be like, oh, I know this one. I know there's mm. an item that I need to yeah. get. I know that this one has enemies and this one doesn't. And there's a certain yeah. way that you sort of settle into the rhythm of Returnal, which is really interesting, mm. where it starts off seeming so alien. And yeah. as as time adjusts, you get to know, even though it changes every single time, you'll get to know the areas that you're finding. And it mm. really nicely mirrors, especially in the yeah the first couple of biomes, how Celine is settling into it as well. Like yeah, for sure, it, the way it marries that structure to the story yeah i think i think is really interesting and i remember that the of of being on a fairly long run early on i think it was in the second biome actually and uh and and die, getting into a really tough fight and dying and at first that emotion of oh no you know i'm gonna have to do such and such a thing again yeah because uh, traditionally i'm i'm i have to say i'm basically with uh, with rich on this one i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm it's it's quite rare that i'm a fan uh, of of ro- a roguelike would have to be particularly interesting to sort of tempt me. J- j- broadly speaking, much like the Metroidvania, I think it's often a game design structure that that, that people go with. And I, I've played I've played often I've played those kinds of games and thought, well, this game would would do perfectly well without this structure. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people, w- I know people would protest. At, I sort of thought that that about Dead Cells, and I know that people that love Dead Cells would go, "No, you're an idiot." You know, that's the whole point is that it does this. And I know I totally get that. But I will say that with Returnal, that there have been moments where I've thought, "Oh no, I've died," and then I've thought, "Oh no, but this is good because this means that I'll get another trip into the ha- like another yeah. house <laughs> se- sequence of which there are a set number." And oh no, actually, that I've found two more audio logs, and there are those areas which now I can reach because I have you know this gizmo that lets me get past these certain th- you know so it's a, it finds really interesting ways to flatten out that loop and make it and make progress consistent despite the loop yeah it doesn't like it, pro- progress goes across the loop it doesn't often me. feel like you've gotten properly stuck like even when yes. you're hit, maybe hitting a little bit of a wall there's always progress to be made it, it it does similar stuff to have you played Hades Josh I have not yet I, I, I I'm it's on my yeah. list so that was of, the first of sort of like roguelike or ro- roguelite that sort of captured me and that did uh, that did a lot of interesting things in terms of the story that you gained from dying like each time you died you gained a little bit extra story and stuff like that but that did a lot more of powering you up over time as well so like you'd start with more stuff whereas Returnal really interestingly doesn't ever give you anything extra at the beginning like you you just start with your pistol every single time the same amount of health which I thought I would hate when I started Mm. playing it like that's normally what Mm. I don't like but what it does really interestingly is it gives you these items like metroid style items that give you access to new areas and Mm. what that means is the next time you go on a run you'll be able to collect more 
for example, like the an, there's a certain item you collect which gives you uh, more maximum health, and you'll yes, find more of yeah. those on your next run. And also because it, you're able to uncover yeah. the areas that they are in, and so you're sort of stronger on that run. And then yeah. as you encounter more enemies, you know it gets easier and easier to avoid their fire. Like sometimes you encounter a new enemy, you're like, oh my god, this this guy is horrendous. I'm never going to be able to beat him. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, three yeah. runs later, you're just like, oh okay, I can take him out without it's, getting hit. It's at one all. of those ones. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And you do hit a kind of flow state with it, where I mean, I remember even after a, a particularly long run, uh, I, remember, I remember dying. But thinking, um, the frustration quite quickly just gave way to the fun factor because the the combat in itself, just the the core combat. I think because House Mark is so good at at that, at sort of bullet hell and at specific enemy attack patterns yeah. and learnt behaviours. When you enter into that flow state, just what you're doing minute to minute is so satisfying and fun. Um, it, I tell you what, I tell you what, it, it, it's it's a real, it's the perfect game to, I guess, come out at the moment, like just as people are sort of starting to, uh, there have been a few news items recently with Sony where people are going, what? Yeah. You know, like, uh, it's like, you know, we're hearing about, oh, well, possibly they're remaking The Last of Us or possibly there's going to be another, you know, another Uncharted or, oh, they've, they've closed down Japan studio. It seems like they're taking fewer risks now. And then a game like Returnal comes along from a studio like Housemark, and it's like, oh, they're still that bonkers company that comes out with a game that I just didn't see coming and is... yeah you know high in the running for the most enjoyment i've had this year possibly like it's it's yeah it, it, it's a reassuring it made me smile like yeah loads. i mean there is a, there is a bit of a weird <laughs> thing with that though isn't there where you're like did house marquee need to pitch this to sony as a as a third person shooter like a third person cinematic mm. game like all of their other games though as well like there is a weird thing of being like <laughs> this feels like house marquee sort of having to do that third person action game for sony but making it something completely unique and new. can i um can i ask a question no mm, is house marquee <laughs> related to biz marquee <laughs> also i think it's is it not house mark that's why it might it might be that's that's me that's me uh you know you don't say something out loud properly oh, i've yeah, only yeah, ever yeah. like written it down or read it and I, like, do, I mean i do like me... bismarcky he's good <laughs> yeah, yeah i was right to say Bismarcky. no when you said yeah like, can i ask a question <laughs> <laughs> uh, your instincts yeah, yeah, you are wrong i came out that was a brilliant question i think <laughs> yeah I, I stand by it and i think actually moving yeah. forward we should go with bismarcky yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> As well so. as House Marquee. Um, but yeah, no, I. But yeah, in in a preview capacity and talking specifically about the, the first biomes, yeah. I won't get too, you know, conclusive on the game, but just so far. It sounds like you hate really, it. really, really good. I'm having a really like good time. Is, I will say, just <laughs> before we finish with this as well, the gunplay, mm. just the general gunplay and the active reload. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's an I'm active so glad reload. You brought that up. Yeah. Someone did active reload, and it's <laughs> that's a news story's worth. Why hasn't anyone done? At- I remember. Um, <clears throat> was it was it the guys that did the order? I think it was ready at dawn, and someone asked the guys at ready at dawn like why they didn't do they asked them effectively about active reload because yeah. you know the order it's kind of like gears yeah it was it exclusive exactly yeah and someone said oh you know why why didn't you do active reload and i seem to remember hearing that one of the people at ready at dawn said something like 
we would only like do it if we could put our if we could change it in a meaningful way or put our own stamp on it or make it better or sort of move it forwards to which the response is why yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. active reload is just a really really good idea they have it on this i think it's called something like over overload isn't it overload right and uh, over yeah and um and it works in exactly the same way. You 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 hit the trigger at the specific point. You get a fast reload, and the more enemies you kill without taking damage, your adrenaline goes up for for like maximum. You can get your adrenaline to level five, and it means you do more damage. You get different buffs and stuff. Um, and the little window for your active reload increases once you get to like adrenaline level two. Yeah. Um, but it's just so good it's at keeping so good. you in that shooting sweet spot. Yeah. Like and just it's just satisfying. And also they still do Housemarks still do that glorious I guess it's a thing they've they've always done really with the voxels. Like oh, yeah. when when your enemies like some enemies like crumble into like showers of little little squares it's a real, it feels very next gen in like a weird way doesn't it like, yeah, it does well it did in i remember it did in rezo gun do you remember rezo yeah, gun was they like used the to first break up into cubes with, didn't they yeah god yeah. i forgot about that it was like a real big more you know that. voxels yeah. was like a buzzword i want more of, of that it looks it looks yeah. great <laughs> yeah 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 um but yeah returnal so far really really interesting yeah. couldn't couldn't be done on the PS4. It's like a genuinely next-gen... Yeah, like, I'm having a really good time with it so far. It's like a lovely fusion of hardware and software. Anyway, yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, Matt from Upstairs. It's quite right. For allowing me to steal you. Oh, God, I uh, enjoy We'll see you again shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll um, get get ready for the quizzical, uh, the quizzical burst that will come shortly. But yeah, for now, mm-hmm. uh, we shall bid you... See adieu. you later. See you later. Matt. Cheers. In the meantime, Richmond. Mm-hmm. Richmond, mm-hmm. menthol, super king... Um, we've both uh, played a bit of uh, a a little naughty bit of near replicant yes 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 we Um, you and i reviewed it interesting game we did indeed and it's it's an intriguing one i um i had some mixed feelings about the game what are your thoughts on the game did you enjoy it overall on reflection i did but i think Mm -hmm, you and i had mm -hmm. the same issue where it felt very fetch quest heavy Yes. Uh, coming off near Automata, the combat doesn't feel as nice and precise mm-hmm. and crunchy. Yeah. Um, and agreed, definitely. I, I didn't find the story particularly engaging, even though I've seen since that a lot of reviewers <laughs> are like, "This is the greatest narrative ever," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I did have a moment where after after playing and pub and publishing. Um, a review i sort of thought oh you know i'll have a look and see mm-hmm. see what the general consensus is and i did i did sort of think i saw a couple uh you know I, I, I can't remember where they were but someone said oh it's the best narrative i've ever seen in a video game <laughs> like, and uh, look you know look everyone that's fu- everyone's welcome everyone's entitled yes, to an opinion yes, I, yes, and, yes. and i know that people are fans of these games and you, and you know you know you know about Yoko Taro is an inherently interesting director and, 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 yeah. and broadly speaking I'm for Near Replicant I am not against Near yeah, Replicant yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a good time it was an interesting game <laughs> um, but I, I'm in a g- complete agreement with you and I was absolutely baffled at some some people saying that it was yeah. that it was the best I mean it, you know uh, uh, now call me I know it's silly and maybe it's not fair but um, you know it, 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 there's, there's a talking book in it yeah <laughs> You know, yeah, and there's a scene. That, there's that a scene in which one, 
Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But there's a there's a sort of an extended scene where where two talking books are sort of arguing with each other while floating in a void. I'm talking about nonsense. <laughs> it's not. And it's, I'm thinking it's not the greatest narrative in the world, is it? It's you know, it's not Dickens. <laughs> it's not. It's I don't know where what people's frame of reference is, but but you know, each to each to each to their own. I, I completely understand that. What I will say was, I did find it uh, inherently an interesting game to play, and uh, especially one because it's a. What, what would it you say remaster I say remake let's call the whole thing off I don't know what it's you would a, it's call a bit it of both. A re, re, it's they, it's the, a bit their of official both. terminology is a version up that's how they describe <laughs> right. it yeah, yeah. That's, just to get just to clear the ambiguities up and be nicely yeah. specific it's a version up yeah okay well fair enough um, you know there are things in it where I think, oh, that's a really nice homage. To, you know, there's an extended sequence which sort of tips its hat to Resident Evil. I found where you're, you know, you're in a mansion and you're, you're, you're finding sort of symbol keys to unlock doors and things like that. You know, that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, there's another point where your character, oh, without giving much what you 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 jolt forwards uh, into it five years into into a, into into adulthood. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's kind of like a nice little homage to Zelda, and I, I found in fact lots of it I, I, th- I think is is kind of uh, Zelda infused. Mm. So, so, so you know, so, and, and I think the way that Taro kind of plays about with genre, specifically with the camera, yeah. and with the way that play shifts into you know sometimes it's you've got a bit of a shoot 'em up, a little bit of bullet hell, mm-hmm. it, it goes into top down. Other times <clears> you go into a building, it will sort of cut to the side angle, all that sort of stuff. It, it's really interesting, and I think. One of the one of the best compliments I can I can pay the game would be to say that there's there's genuinely nothing else like it. And mm. whilst playing, I think you are engulfed in a, in a mood, yeah, which is for better or for worse. Sometimes for worse, but sometimes for better. Completely different than anything else I've played. Do you think yeah. that's fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, like mm. I say, overall, really enjoyed it. Just yeah. The, but the, it is the, fetch quest. I mean, there are yeah. parts of it that are outdated, right? I would agree Definitely. with you. It is fetch questy, and the combat is a bit imprecise, a little bit floaty. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 you know, it's 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 good. And obviously, I mean, it goes without saying. You know, for any fans of Tarot or or, or, or of Near or the Drake and Guard series, it's it's you know, it's a must purchase. They're probably not listening to this right now. They're probably playing it. So yeah. fair enough to yeah, me. Yeah, 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 probably. But uh, yeah, good stuff. All right, let's yeah. uh, without too much further ado. Yes. Let's give. Let's load up the news cannon, and uh, you put on your news helmet, and we'll. Um, okay, I'll know, brace we'll... for impact. The classic Ooh. Cornish pasty. Cornish. Ooh. A proper from Cornwall. Proper full, 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 full of goodness. Come over there. Item number one, Ratchet and Clank, colon, Rift Apart, reveals new hero, Rivet, Yes, will be playable. How Voiced are you feeling, Rich Walker? You by Jennifer oh, yeah. Hale. I didn't know that, yeah. but now I actually know it is here in my notes. Yeah. But I, it's nice to you know hear it from you. Thanks. Yeah, Jennifer Hale. Uh, it's riveting news. Yes. Good stuff. You're excited, obviously. You've, you've pre-ordered the game. I have pre-ordered you? the game. And I've seen people going, 70 quid for this. I'm like, yeah. Hell yeah! Why not? Why the fuck not? Why why does yeah, Ratchet yeah. and Clank not allowed to? Why is that not allowed to put seventy quid price tag on it? 
that yeah, wasn't a sentence 100%. or grammatically correct, but you get my no, point. No, it was it was a shambles, but we got the passion <laughs> yeah. behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Insomniac Games and PlayStation have revealed some more story details a, a sort of uh, purpley pink lombax which is the species that, uh, that Ratchet yeah. belongs to yeah. uh, called Rivet uh, confirmed via the PlayStation blog mm-hmm. uh, that a Rift Apart will be the focus of the next state of play broadcast which is tomorrow night at oh God, 10 o'clock yeah. in the evening 15 minutes of gameplay promised mm. uh, the game is scheduled to be released on June 11th yeah so, I'm looking forward to that exciting times Yep. Meanwhile, PlayStation partnering with former Destiny developers on a new AAA multiplayer game. Uh-oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, an exclusive publishing partnership with Firewalk Studios to work on an as-yet-unnamed AAA multiplayer. Firewalk is headed up by former general manager of Destiny, Tony Sue, as well as game director Ryan Ellis, who is creative director at Bungie, and exec producer Elena Siegman, who has credits at Harmonix, Irrational, and Bungie to her name. The uh, the three of them have worked on uh, on Destiny, Call of Duty, Apex Legends, Mass Effect, and Halo. So not not too bad for for multiplayer pedigree, I suppose. Mm, yeah. um, game in question, we don't know much about it, but we do know that it will be an original IP, uh, and. And this is this is this is nice. Mm. I'm all for this. We're hearing about it for the first time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it's actually already in the playtesting phase. Oh wow! Blind me. That's yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much. Let's have a bit more of that. We were mm. saying just a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? More of yeah, that, please. Yeah, we were. We were. We were. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So exciting times. Uh, post on the PlayStation. I mean, I you know multiplayer. I go a bit. Yeah. But lots of people like it, don't they? They do. You know, they do. Good, I mean, good for them. yeah. I'm the same as you. I, I kind of switch off a little bit when someone says multiplayer only. <laughs> yeah. I like a nice single player thing. I like to sit down with oh, myself and have a story told to me or whatever. I know. I yeah, know. That's well, just I, me. I'll tell you a story. You should ring me up and I'll read to you. Oh, wonderful. We'll get a little storybook, a little uh, story time with Joshy Wise or something. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Nice little yeah, weekly yeah, yeah. feature. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Nintendo Switch printer. What? Why? Huh? <laughs> What is it, 1995? Do you, I know, right? Do you remember Game Boy Color, Game Boy Printer? I do, No, yeah. Game Game Boy Camera and Game Boy yeah, Printer. Yeah, and I seem to remember it could print out, like, really amazing, sharp, high-resolution images. Oh, God, yeah. That, 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 that sort of stuff, I think they put, put a number of those things in galleries, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, but forget about that. Yeah, it was top-notch. Mm. Um, well, this, this uh, Nintendo Switch printer and app... Uh, launches next week in time for new Pokemon Snap. Oh, of course. Uh, yes, indeed, it all comes together. Nintendo and Fujifilm have announced that they've collaborated uh, on the release of a new Switch-themed version of, uh, of Fujifilm's Instax Minilink smartphone photo printer mm. that'll allow you to print photos mm. taken from your Switch. The special SE version of the Instax Minilink uh, will come in a fetching ash-white colour with Switch-themed red and blue highlights. Mm. More importantly, mm. more importantly, mm-hmm. the printer will be available in a special yellow Pikachu case bundle. Well, of course, so, that, that is, yeah, very important. Yeah. Uh, I mean... In order to usher in the, the review. And when I when yeah. I take a picture of a little Snorlax, I'm going to yeah. print it off and I'm going to post it to you. Oh, yeah, please. There's not enough yeah. um, printing of photographs these days, actually. It's anything no, that not. encourages that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all I'm over it. it. I, I'm mm. I'm going to be printing off pictures left, right, and centre, and emailing them, posting them to everyone. 
brilliant. It's a, it'll actually be a nuisance, to be honest. But no, you'll no, be no, it. not at all. I might make yeah. a big collage could, of them all. Oh, yeah, you could pop them in the grotto, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 of course. Oh, I love it. Uh, I tell you who might be getting into photography and printing things off and hanging them everywhere, or any number of other hobbies, it's Jeff Kaplan. Because he's just left, as Overwatch director, he's left Blizzard after 19 years. It's mad. What's he going to do? So, What's he going to do? Well, photography, painting. Who's that guy? Was it John Garvin, I think? Was, no, it wasn't him, actually. It was Michelle Ansel, who said he left the tent to his greenhouse. Oh, yeah. Of course. He just loves gardening, doesn't he? It'd be I mean, nice to be able to just do enough. that, wouldn't it? Just say, do you know what, I'm, I'm <laughs> retiring, I'm just going to go and do some gardening. <laughs> Lo- lovely bit of gardening, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, leaving Blizzard after after 19 years, a post on the Overwatch website, um, Kaplan said, it was truly the honour of a lifetime uh, to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for such a passionate audience. I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our game teams and our players, <laughs> and I want to say special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me. So, you know. Lovely. Obviously, a lot of Overwatch fans are kind of nervous because Jeff is like the, you know, the captain of the ship, see, see, steers the ship through choppy waters. And, you know, a, a chap by the name of Aaron Keller, another Blizzard veteran, is um, is stepping up to, to helm. Because lest we forget, Overwatch 2 is happening. It's, you know, it's on yeah. the way. Yeah, indeed. And... Uh, Keller released a, a statement saying, quote, while I have no pretenses about filling Jeff's shoes, I am excited to step into the game director role uh, for Overwatch 2 uh, and continue to be a part of a team that's putting all of its heart, talent and focus into the next iteration of Overwatch. And I'm honoured to continue serving this incredible community. It's so been a while go. since they announced that, hasn't it? What's going on with that game? Yeah, they kind of, it's really weird. They sort of announced it. Do you remember when all the protests were happening with Hong Kong, all the yeah, Blizzard stuff? Yeah. And they yeah. sort of released it to calm everyone down and get people to stop talking about that. Basically. Very weird. And yeah. they were sort of like, oh, by the way, we're doing Overwatch 2. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. It's just quite funny. It was like, all oh, right, okay. Oh, nothing um, else matters then. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Then let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Little-known company called Respawn Entertainment reveals it's working on a brand new IP. Lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Building a whole new IP from scratch for a future project. And we know this because of a job listing as retweeted by studio head Vince... Haven't you met Vince Zampella? Uh, Did you meet I, him once? I've, I don't think I've ever talked to him. I've been in close you vicinity. Pun- you, you punched him. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. was queuing up to play Titanfall 2. Uh, an oh. E3 once and he was chatting with other people and I couldn't get in for a chat or anything so oh. I, I, yeah it was that one I where I had all the camera equipment and I was on my own oh and I was God, just like yes yeah sorry it's not worth you it you told me that story but yeah I'm not fighting yeah, through the crowds that. it's too no, much no screw stitch that for a laugh yeah um, Job listing for, quote, incubation team software engineer that the studio is currently uh, is looking to add to a currently five-person team Yeah. Uh, to join a, quote, compact incubation team currently developing a new IP with Zampella calling it an exciting new opportunity. Ooh. Imagine if he called it a fairly boring... Uh, no, imagine if he called it a <laughs> vanilla new opportunity. Just said it's, yeah, don't, don't bother. Don't apply. Don't, We're doing don't hype IP. yourself up. It's not exciting. <laughs> it's not interesting. Mainly Who busy cares? work. Yeah. <laughs> now get back to work yeah. yeah but you know it won't be Titanfall it won't be it won't be whatever we know that they're doing a Jedi Fallen Order follow up do we not mm-hmm. I think they said they are how many projects um, have they got on the go like it feels they, like they well, spread themselves too thin although that is only a six person team 
That's only a five person team, and yeah. they're recruiting a six. Yeah. They've just got themselves a bloody Oscar. Yeah. True. So. Uh, Variety reports that uh, the EA studio, Respawn Entertainment, along with Facebook's Oculus Studio, has won what is believed to be the games industry's first Academy Award, picking up the Oscar for Best Documentary for its work on Colette, a short film produced as part of VR FPS Medal of Honor Above and Beyond Mm. that can be watched in full here. That's absolutely nutty and fair play to them. You know the name Colette always reminds me of Clorette. Do you remember those little mints? I do remember Clor- Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you do you now? Now this is a real thing. This is a thing from my childhood, and I, n- I never knew if it ever translated because it was big up north. Yeah. Do you know um, Taverners Spearmint Chews? <laughs> no. Oh man. No. See, that's that is just untold joy. Do you think there'll my be nan, one listener when, out there who's like, yeah, I remember those. I, if, listen, if any of the listeners have ever had a Taverner's Spearmint Chew, whenever I'd go uh, to Middlesbrough, my nan would always have a little thing of Taverner's Spearmint Chews and she'd give me some. I find Absolutely it bizarre glorious. that there are regional confections. <laughs> How do they survive? <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Oh, by the way, uh, KOTOR apparently being remade <laughs> in in related news, Tavern of Spearmint Chews news, also how's this for a Spearmint <laughs> <laughs> Seamless, seamless. Yeah, that's that's why that's why this podcast such a hit because yeah. people are they're having a lovely little laugh about a Tavern of Spearmint Chew, and then I just <laughs> I just work the body yeah. with a. By the way, Kotor's coming out. Mm, is it um, though? That's a, it's a rumor, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's it makes sense because it's Aspire Media, and they're the ones that have done uh, Jedi Two, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, Episode One Racer. Episode one race, yeah, which is really good, by the way. Mm. Um, and they also recently did Republic Commando, which came oh, out for the Switch and yeah. I think the PS4. And the PS4 well. yeah. So it makes sense. It bloody well yeah. makes sense. But more this of a remake, to... they're saying, than a remaster. Well, this, it's a weird choice of words, yeah. because when I read it, and then I read that it was Aspire, I thought, no, it'll probably be a remaster, not a remake. But it says remake. It came from Jason Schreier, um, who spoke as a guest on the most recent episode of the MinMax podcast. Um, and it was later corroborated by Eurogamer, citing separate sources. Um, it's believed that Project is a a new KOTOR game in development. Um, it's it's not being handled internally by EA or Bioware. And Schreier said, quote, uh, this is public at this point. Um, I've basically confirmed Aspire, uh, which is the company that's ported a bunch of KOTOR games, is working on the remake. So, mm. you know, there you go. Sounds all right, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in last but not least, uh, one for the one for the rich walkers of the world. Oh yeah, uh, Knuckles apparently spotted on set Sonic the Hedgehog two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this. He looks mm. um, quite a hench, Knuckles, like he's kind of Sonic Boom style. Doesn't he? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, he does. He does. They um, there's some photos that went out uh, that were sort of leaked on the set of Sonic two, and. Um, the production designers have obviously built these little three, four foot high um, yeah. models, like models of Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, in order to, for, so that the actors can kind of see where they're supposed to be looking in a given scene. But they, but the big news, obviously, people knew about Tails, but what they didn't know is that apparently Knuckles as well. How does that make you feel? Uh, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I, I still haven't seen the first film. I still haven't seen no. it. Um, no, I, I, I am. Sort of, nor I nor think, do I particularly have any desire to. to do you know what? When, not, when it when it comes on Netflix, I'll give it a look. 
it's not for any ill will or people i'm not boycotting i completely don't care but it's also (laughs) not one of those uh tommy wizow the room jobs where it's so bad it's good it's it's sort of just the prospect of sitting down to watch sonic i just find completely boring and no come on i'm I'm sure it's not in a dramatic way if anyone said you fancy watching sonic i think the only scenario would be if i was pissed out my head um (laughs) maybe with like a few other friends and we uh, and the goal was to laugh at it possibly that but then i have a suspicion that it's you might love it you might think it's brilliant maybe i will maybe i will who knows who knows but well, maybe me and you can watch it when the pandemic's over. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be good. We'll sit down, we'll get tanked up, yeah. and we'll watch Sonic. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, all right, all right. Are you ready for the quiz? Oh my God, has the news already gone? Just, it, mm, it flies, I shot doesn't through it. it. You really I did. Sort of slipped it in, you know. Blimey. Uh, hit you with that Kotor news like a bloody freight train. Oh yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. One minute we're talking about spearmint shoes, the next, bam. And then bam, mm. work the body. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, well, lovely. Bear with, and I'll summon uh, Matt from upstairs back again. Again? Jesus. All right. Yeah, I know. He's getting greedy. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And yep. I have, as ever, backup clues... I don't like drawers. And it's quiz time. Uh, Matt won like no. It was a draw. Draw last again, week. wasn't it? It was another no. Excellent. It was it was a failure um, on the <laughs> part of the quiz master to come up with a proper. <laughs> quiz. I forget what it was, but uh, I believe you failed. Oh, and it was Psychonauts. Oh, it was yeah, Psychonauts. No, yeah, it was Psychonauts and a game Rich was that like, I've not played it. I've not yeah, played it because <laughs> Rich gets every game. Is that, that what played, it sounds like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, have you not noticed that? When you say that, your voice suddenly transforms. Oh, okay. You should oh, sign should keep an eye the podcast, Rich. I should, shouldn't I? Jeez. <laughs> it won't do your self-esteem anymore. You do, you do sound like surprisingly this? like an old witch from a Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> like an old crone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Right, okay, all right, all right. Clue number one. Clue number one. Brace yourselves. <clears throat> Despite my sunny weather... Visitors have reported high stress, maybe due to the tight schedule. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, a little three-part clue. Three-part clue. Stop. Yeah. Uh, Rich Walker. Is it the Willamette Mall from Dead Rising? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. I thought that was it. I thought you had it, Rich. Well, you said it last week, and I thought, I I know Josh took inspiration, like, oh, I should jot that down. You know, like and, then, and then he'd do it this week because we'd never guess that it'd be the just next like, week. Um, just like, um, you know, on every quiz show when the, the host goes, oh, no, not that's incorrect, but I'm going to jot that down. <laughs> it's a good source. It's a good source of ideas. Yeah. Uh, I think Tarrant does that, doesn't he? He's like, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, he does, yeah, Chris Tarrant, the- who hasn't hosted Millionaire for about 10 years. Yeah. Has he not? No, it's Clarkson. It's, it's Clarkson Jeremy Clarkson. Come on, John. Is it? Yeah, I know. I haven't watched it at all, but I know he. I know he does. I. Oh, fair enough. All right. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> uh, there are plenty of things to do. Yeah. Uh, but, but only for one day. Oh well, then stop. Rich Walker. This is that planet in the outer in outer wilds. Yeah. 
Is it? It's the Outer Wilds planet. You it is know the format the, of the stop, quiz. It is the Outer Wilds of Outer Matt Wilds. Oregon. Is it the the sun from the Outer Wilds? <laughs> Incorrect. Also, it's not the Outer Wilds, Matt. It's just Outer Wilds. Oh, There's sorry. No the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Outer I Wilds, did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. Clue number three. Clue number Oh, well, we don't know the name of the planet. Despite being a single-player game, mm. I am best viewed in split-screen. Oh. Well, hold on. Or at least, actually, I may change that slightly. I am famously viewed in split-screen. Well, that's not Outer Wilds, then, is it? That's the medium. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's not in the space of a day. Clue number four. Mm. The people that built me are sadly no longer around. Mm. But one of them got a BAFTA nomination. Oh. What? what? Oh, bloody hell. Clue number five. I am home to some celebrities, and my main star has been in five video games, including this one. I don't know what this is. These feel like obvious clues. Like you know what I mean? They're well, they, they're good clues. Yeah. I can't grasp them all together into something. <clears throat> yeah. Clue yeah. clue number six. There are lots of ways to get around, including metro system, uh, and some terrible driving sections. Terrible oh. Driving sections. Oh no. Oops. Clue number seven. There are a number of dangers to be wary of when you visit, including an EMP, a deadly gas, and an earthquake. Stop. Matt Lorigan. Is it Gotham City from Arkham Knight? Incorrect. Okay. Uh, That's a really good guess. That's a really good guess. Eight. I contain one of only two video game performances. By Tom Sizemore. Oh my god. I don't know who that is. Do you that's Rich? A G- that's a yes, I do, because I've seen him in a lot of films lately, and I saw him in a still for saving Private Ryan today. Um <laughs> What is what this game? Did- I saw him in a film like the other day, and I was like, Whatever happened to Tom <clears throat> Sizemore? And crazy the, the answer is he went he went mad and went on crazy drug benders and all sorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's what happened to him. Tom Sizemore, uh, yes. he's been in a GTA game, that's for sure. Uh, clue number nine, the final There's a lot clue. of clues here, Jesus. Yeah, mm. yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, I got some spicy ones. It was one of those ones where it sort of started, and then, and then I kept getting other clue ideas. So I thought, oh, why not? Sometimes I like to spoil them. Yeah. Uh, it's often good to sort of cast a wide net. But yeah, clue number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, and, 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 and I'll say the final one, you know, before I, uh, before I add any spice. Uh, I have appeared in many, 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 many video games. Um, but the one I am looking for came out in 2000 and... Six. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, I hate this. I can't it's, even... the ter- it's the terrible driving sections that are throwing me. Yeah. Oh, and I'll give you I'll give you a final clue just to make it ten. Uh no one would ever think of me in, in this way. I maybe just because they wouldn't know. But I am a platform exclusive. Oh. What? 
but y- you wouldn't think of it in that way. What does that mean? Uh, <clears throat> what, like PC only or something? Or it's, like, well, if asked about platform exclusives, it wouldn't come up. W- wouldn't wouldn't think of me. Uh, or maybe just wouldn't know that, that I was. <laughs> That's a long one. That that clue's great, isn't it? <laughs> there's there's a lot of clues, and I'm struggling to. Okay, one should, I, should I go sum? through? I shall go through all of them from start to finish, like once. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's any extra spice because I mean, to can, be honest with you, you've given on. Yeah. You've, you've given had so us, much spice. You've given us a lot of spice. Yeah. I've given you twice the spice. Twice the spice. Twice the spice. It's just as nice. Um, It is just as nice. Right. Clue number one. Despite my sunny weather... (laughs) Clue number one. Despite my sunny weather, visitors have reported high stress, maybe due to the tight schedule. Clue number two. There are plenty of things to do, but only for one day. Clue number three. Despite being a single-player game, I'm best viewed, or famously viewed... In split screen. What is that Not about? Not all the time, but just for some bits. I'll give you a little extra spice on that one. Mm. <clears throat> Clue number four. The people that built me are sadly no longer around. But one of them got a BAFTA nomination. And, little extra spice, and I said I wouldn't overspice it, but I'll give you a little extra. Uh, the BAFTA nomination was for this game. What? <clears throat> Clue number five. I am home to some celebrities... Uh, and my main star has been in five video games, including this one. Clue mm. number six, there are lots of ways to get around, including a metro system and some terrible driving sections. <clears throat> Clue number seven, there are a number of dangers to be wary of when you visit, including an EMP, a deadly gas, and an earthquake. Uh, clue number eight, I contain one of only two video game performances by Tom Sizemore. Clue number nine... I have been in many, 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 many video games. Uh, but the one I'm looking for came out in 2006. And the last clue, people often, people wouldn't think of me uh, as a platform exclusive, but I was a platform exclusive and still am a platform exclusive. Stop. But n- not anymore. Rich Walker. Is it San Francisco from, I don't know, Driver 3 or something? Incorrect. Oh wow, that's, that to, sounded pretty good. I thought I thought you might close this one off. I don't know. I'm thinking been in many, 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 many games. Um, oh god. I give you the count a game of ten. That took ten place, a game that took place nine, over one day. A split eight, screen, terrible driving section. Tom Sizemore. Five. Oh, this is ridiculous. Four, you can't impose this three, stringent time two, limit as well. He's so done it. One. Zero. Stop. And this week's stop. winner stop. Stop. is the listeners. Stop. No, it's San Francisco from Driver Parallel Lines. The answer I was looking I for <laughs> was uh, Los Angeles from 24 The Game. Oh, oh my what? God. <laughs> and in fact, I even gave you an extra clue by giving you a countdown at the end. Despite you, my sunny weather visit, beep, reported high boop, stress, beep, maybe boop. due to the tight schedule. That's because Los Angeles has very nice weather, uh, but you know, time limit. Plenty of things to do, but only for one day, yeah, 24. 24. Oh, uh, despite sake. being a single player game, I'm famously noted for split screen because it has those stylish mm. split screen sections just like the show. Clue number four, people that built me are sadly no longer around. Sorry, it's Gorilla Cambridge. But one mm. of them... Duppy Demetrius got a BAFTA nomination, uh, and he's actually the writer uh, of the show. Hmm. Um, 
24. Uh, clue number five, home to some celebrities, uh, pretty much all of the cast yeah. of yeah. the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I think literally all of the cast of the show reprise their roles. My main star has been in five video games. It's Kiefer Sutherland, it's Call of Duty World at War, it's Ground Zeroes, it's Metal Gear Solid 5, it's 24, the game, and it's Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of ways to get around, including a metro system, the LA metro system, and some terrible driving sections. Who's One of only Black two Ops video 4? game performances. Hmm? Who is he in Black Ops 4? Oh, is he's he the world's uh, first trillionaire? <laughs> uh, no, sadly, that's Evangeline <laughs> Lilly. Um, he was a DLC character called Joel something or other. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I contain one of only two video game performances by Tom Sizemore. Uh, he's a villain in this, and he played Sonny Ferrelli in GTA Vice City. Yeah, I knew it. Be wary of the dangers, which include an EMP, a deadly gas, and an earthquake. Jeez. That's what the villains do. In fact, the villains plant strategic bombs on fault lines in order to cause an earthquake. Obviously, oh, that's a classic, classic uh, villain tactic. Uh, and yeah, mm, good stuff. The final huh? clue. You wouldn't think of me, but I am a platform exclusive. It was only on PS2, even though that's it's kind of weird. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. didn't know that. But there you go. There you I, go. I, wow. To anyone who got that without like any googling, I'm quite impressed. Because my mind yeah. never goes to licensed games. Yeah, that would be a bit sneaky. For well, especially anyway. that one as well. It's pretty obscure. It's well liked no, though, quite isn't big it? One, like, at least, yeah, yeah. It's got a bit of a cult it's sold following. Quite well, yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Anyway, I'll give you that one, Josh. You can did. have that. You can have that. <laughs> thank you very much. Well done, Rich. That's the first time uh, you've conceded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Conceded with a smile on his face. Thanks very much to oh, Matt from upstairs. Far. Well done to any listeners for uh, you know if they got it. Let me know. Uh, but it's about that time for the questions. Tie the Tasmanian tigers coming back, coming back, coming back. Tie the Tasmanian tigers coming back, coming back. Tie is back. Tie is coming back. Tie is back. I'm pumped because I loved Ty. Ty was my your guy. He was my guy. Mm. He had big red shorts. Yeah. He was like the Tasmanian tiger. Oh yeah. Did he have a tood? He had a rootood. He had a rootood. <laughs> yeah. And he had a boomerang. Questions, theories, comments, and queries. We've got a few little queries. Don't know if we've got know, any quandaries. Um, you know, Josh, Go on. ever since mm. the quiz has taken a massive nosedive, this is one of my favourite parts of the show now. <laughs> <laughs> what, the questions? Yeah, ever since the declining quality. Mm. Um, what, yeah. you mean since the quiz got way too hard for you? <laughs> no. I haven't played it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, question number one from Simon Davies. Yeah. Uh, did you play 24 the game, by the way? Because you should have done. I played a demo, uh, but I never played the full thing. Yeah. That's good stuff. Mm. It wasn't really. It was all right. Yeah. But it had little mini games where you interrogated people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Simon Davies. Hello again from sunny Wales. Mm. I have one question and moral debate for you this week. So Ooh. I would file this under quandary. It sounds meaty. Yeah, you know how I was saying we, we might substitute query for quandary yeah, or yeah. maybe just add it. Yeah. Uh, my question is, uh, do you think there's a market for arcades to make a comeback? Uh, I've recently purchased a Mortal Kombat arcade one-up cabinet. Oof. Great three-quarter scale arcade cabinets. Check them out if you haven't. Since the purchase, it's been so hard to stop playing it as the nostalgia and fun is overwhelming. It keeps my attention like nothing else on the PS5 or the Series X has been able to. Blimey. This leads into the second question or moral discussion. Actually, should we answer the first? Do you think arcades can make a comeback, Rich Walker? Uh, unfortunately, I don't because as he's pointed out himself he's bought himself an arcade cabinet 
<laughs> they're readily available, and you can just sort of get old arcade games on your console of choice. You could buy a joystick mm. quite easily. I, I, the mm. only time I ever go into an arcade now is I ha- if I happen to be walking down the beachfront somewhere, <laughs> and I go in, and Elise will play those little sort of tipping point things oh, with the five great. p's well, you and put the two 10p p's, in and it, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and I'll go and classic. sit in like the Star Wars arcade cabinet or something booth, what have you. <laughs> Or play a light gun game like what is it? Gunblade, love that shit. Gunblade, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. my god! Gun if I blade. see that, I'm I'm putting a quid in that and you know, absolutely having a go. Yeah, time time crisis, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but, no, it's um, all it's all yeah. bloody good stuff. Where would you oh, yeah. where would you put them now? Where would you have them? Well, I I think I think the arcade still has. I mean, the thing is, or the first thing. Oh well, obviously, okay, you know, there's a pandemic on, so nothing can happen for a fair old while. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but let's, you know, flash forward a little bit. I think there is a place for the arcade. The first thing to do is to acknowledge the fact that nothing has actually been able to replace the arcade. If the arcade has been lost, uh, and it hasn't it hasn't truly been lost, as Rich kind of points out, you know, you, you can you can find them. <laughs> you can still find them. Yeah, yeah. Um they're on they're on beachfronts and, and there are dedicated arcades here and there. Often that now you get those um video game was it loading bar which are those pubs where yeah. they have arcade machines in them it still has its place but nothing really kind of replicates that you know that arcade culture of the 90s with the, like the london trocadero and like yeah. i remember like mega bowl in in bedford had like a bunch of really cool i used to go in there and play tekken 3 oh my god good times i think there is i think there is a place for it um, and I know lots of people make pilgrimages to, to Japan just because it still has a pretty thriving arcade culture with yeah. the pachinko parlours and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's the closest thing that games have had to the cinema, you know, an mm. assembled public forum where they can where they can play ga- certain kinds of games, obviously. It's the, like the analogy to the cinema doesn't hold true 100%. Nobody would want to play, you know, Gone Home or Everybody's Gone to the Rapture in an arcade. But it is a sort of... A lovely, there's a special communal sort of feeling to an arcade, which is like you know we've come here to to play video games and kind of bask in their in their sort of glow. And there's a certain yeah. magic to it. Um, I do think they could make a comeback if it was handled. Uh, they need someone big to get to do like if we had like a big like Trocadero style thing in London, that would be that would be really yeah. something. But there are places that, that are still. Still I, I mean, I, I do miss the arcade, and I miss randomly just finding a cabinet here and there. Like, I remember mm. when uh, I went with my school to Boulogne in France, we took the ferry, mm. and on one of the, yeah. on, on the ferry they had a, a game called Metamorphic Force, <laughs> <laughs> which is a really <laughs> obscure Konami scrolling beat-em-up. It was amazing. Yeah. My mate like spent sort of loads, loads of spending money on completing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You see, yeah, that's classic. You yeah. know, co-op on Time Crisis Three, which is the one that had the little Uzi yes. G-Con. Unbelievable, yeah. brilliant. Um, second uh, question slash moral discussion: mm. um, As these arcade cabinets run on legally permitted arcade ROMs, when is emulation acceptable, if at all, to you guys? Do you think emulating retro games, e.g., the SNES, that you don't own? Uh, is okay. I mean, these games are now no longer available new uh, and are often vastly overpriced. The company, so for instance, someone like Nintendo, uh, is not missing out because they don't receive any money from the pre-owned collector's market anyway, so it's not hurting them. Emulation is also far more convenient uh, as you only need one PC 
and don't have to worry about all the extra leads, etc. needed for retro consoles. Thanks for the awesome podcast, Simon. Oh, I would say that it is, um, you know, if, if you're interested in your retro games, I would say that emulation is acceptable. I, I, th- I think you raise... I think technically, what I mean, it must be it's illegal, isn't it? If you if you don't if you don't own the thing and you download a ROM and you emulate it, yeah. like, like, you know. But in terms of in yeah. terms of a sort of moral wrongdoing, it I mean it's it's interesting because you, yeah, you're not harming Nintendo. They're not available to bind you. They're not really available through official channels. Um, and sadly, you know that sort of stuff uh, is 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 the only way to keep a lot of stuff alive. I mean, I recently have played. A number of games as part of the Nintendo Switch Online service. They offer a catalogue of SNES games. Yeah, you know, and I've been I've played F Zero, I've played Donkey Kong Country, I've played Star Fox, and that's a brilliant resource. But I was thinking just the other day of getting the Blizzard collection just so I could play Blackthorn. Do you remember Blackthorn? I never played it. No, it was so good. It was it sort of took up the mantle from Flashback and and another, oh, wow, and another okay. world, but kind of moved it forward. And I remember the 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 box art was by Jim Lee as well mm. but anyway sorry I, I digress mm. you know there is a place for that I wouldn't feel it it, it's, it feels different from sort of piracy at the, at the moment yeah you know, it, it, it does feel I mean obviously someone like yourself Rich you know you you you, you don't really do that to, 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 to give you the credit you will mm. you know uh, as he did a couple of weeks ago you know hunt down mint condition old consoles and sort of fill yeah, you know, a, a lovely library of classic games, and that's a beautiful thing. And I would say, you know, to anyone, in short, no, I, you know, I, I don't think you'd get much of a slap wrist for for for, for emulating some old favourites. However, what I would be keen to say is, and I think Rich is a great example for that. There is a real joy in in hunting these things down, in in sort of you know building a collection. Right? There's nothing quite like playing on old hard. Yeah, I mean, I love that I've got a nice little collection of retro kind of stuff. Uh, forming, although I have had mm. to knock it on the head, it's getting out of control now. So uh, we, yeah, we, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I should. I would by, say the uh, money. I hereby announce that I'm, yeah, <laughs> stepping away from the eBay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you might hear a little I less think about that now. He's announced that for about the third time. I think. No, this on, is it. No, this, this is really podcast. it. Me and Elise had a big right. discussion about it, and uh-oh, uh, uh-oh. yeah, that's it now. Was it mainly Elise having the discussion as you looked at the floor uh, like a sullen child and sort of nodded your head? Pretty much, yeah. That's not yeah, far okay, off the mark, to be honest. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, but no, good stuff. Thank you very much to Simon Davies. So next one from uh, Warren Hughes. Uh, what is the best looking console of all time and why is it the Mega Drive? Um, I'm with I, you. I mean, yeah, although the shortfall of, uh, of, of Warren's question is you've got to specify... I mean, presumably, all right, take him at face value. Let's presume he, he means, means the, the original, original Mega yeah, Drive. Yeah. In which case, you, you can't go much wrong. Of the two Mega Drives, I would prefer the original because it has the adjustable volume slider, which was sexy. Yeah, yeah. And also, actually, I have to express a preference for the Japanese one because it had that nice red kind of uh, Ooh, accents yeah. on it. That's true. That's and true. The, I think the Genesis did as well, didn't it? The Genesis did as well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, that it's a beautiful console, like no doubt about it. Um, I think the snares. I think the um, 
the Super Nintendo that we had in this country, the the PAL version mm. is very sexy as well. It's slick. It is. Yeah. It's more more so than the um, than the American, right? Yeah, the American one I think is actually quite an ugly console. So do I. It's yeah. quite quite bonkers how mm. they got palmed off for that one. They're always getting the raw deal. We were yeah. talking about this the other week with box art. And the stuff, box right? art, yeah. Indeed. I would say I I think you know not beyond uh, beyond comprehension to say to express a preference for the PlayStation Two, which I, yeah. th- I still still think even now is one of the most beautiful consoles I think I've ever seen. I remember I mean, being in school and we were gathered around oh. a newspaper in the library, and yeah. they had pictures of the first pictures of the PS Two, and we were all like, "It looks like a heater." <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it for the first time and sort of being blown away. And it's why everything now looks like a black box. I mean, it's it's, it's funny because as you look back on the PS2, you 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 have in your mind the consoles that came out after the PS2, don't you? So you, it's yeah. easy to look back and go, oh well, it was a black box. But of course, it's easy. It's also easy to forget how audacious that design was then. The yeah. idea that it sort of stood up vertically and mm. uh, like like the sort of monolith from two thousand and one and those crazy lines down yeah. the side and the font just the blue mm-hmm. PS two yeah really uh, nice and that actually. blue stand that I that I was convinced didn't actually exist you know no it does it was always always in the press press shots but I never met anyone who ever had one well because it cost because um, it cost like twenty quid <laughs> it cost twenty quid and you didn't need it no you didn't need it it stood up anyway I would also say. Um, if we're talking consoles, if we're including handheld consoles in that Vita, and I don't, I don't see why we wouldn't. Well, I would say the original PSP, yeah, just lovely. the PSP one thousand, absolutely sublime. I remember getting that little sucker out of the box mm-hmm. and just looking at the screen, which was turned off, by the way, yeah. uh, but just looking at it, going, "That's." bonkers like that's so massive it was like 4.3 inches Mm -hmm. which at the time was just just huge i remember just staring at that console and it was like outrageously glossy on the front as well it was a real fingerprint magnet but yeah that i was in awe of that console that was such a great great thing and yeah you know and 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 the vita was also was also bloody lovely a little beauty Um, yeah 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 also obviously just the game boy advance sp was phenomenal yeah I got a soft spot for the PS One. You know, I I, I think every console has its merits in a way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I mean, you couldn't go wrong with a Mega Drive. You couldn't go wrong with a PS Two. No. Also, those wood panel finishes that you used to get on the Ataris are just gorgeous as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love those. Yeah. Um, we got loads of bloody questions. Oh, go on, keep them coming. No, no. Don't don't save any. I want them all. Uh, Let's just run over. We'll do this one from Joseph Murphy. Uh, comment, always appreciate that. Love it when they uh, yeah, sort of spell out which is which. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally getting fear of missing out with Resident Evil 8. Uh, so close and seeing how much better it performs on PS5. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably not be able to buy one until bloody Christmas. They won't, uh, the way the stock situation is. Mm. Query, oh, yeah. what what games magazines did you guys read Ooh, growing up? I've still got all my old, well not all of them, still got most of my old games magazines in the shed. Um, I was a Mean Machine Sega guy. Used to love that, Mac. Mean Machine Sega. (laughs) And then when I got a PlayStation, I liked PlayStation... Was it Power? PlayStation Power, I think. I think I subscribed to that. 
There's Nintendo Power was the big one. PlayStation Power, I really liked. I loved that Mac. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't. I, I would rarely buy them when I was a kid. But I had, there was a friend of the family who just got seemingly every magazine, every bloody games magazine under the sun. And he, after he was finished with them, he would give them to my, my dad with like you know like a big stack of these gaming magazines. And my dad would bring them home and be like, oh, you know, John's finished with these, so you can have these. <laughs> and uh, the one that would always, as a kid, uh, that always took my, there were a load of edges in there. Yeah. Um, which was a, you know a good a good magazine to read, but I remember being quite fond of Games TM. Yeah, Games um, TM was a good mag. Yeah, being yeah. being quite a nice one. I tell you what, one actually weirdly like excited me when I was a kid. Uh, oh, also Cube. I had Cube magazine because I was a, a sort of avid <laughs> game cuber. But the one that used to excite me when I was like young, I don't know, ten, eleven or something, was whenever my my dad had get at the weekend he'd get a copy of the Guardian. And do you remember you know the Guardian Guide? A little sort of book yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that. You only had a little game section, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember it was a kid because I'd sort of come down and dad, dad have the newspaper and I and uh, sort of see him reading. But like, oh, have they got the guide? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, there you go. So I'd flip through the guide, and I remember that this was quite exciting to me back back then because I thought, oh, it's cool, you know, like newspapers are sort of covering, you know, talking mm. about games and covering games. And I remember, and I'd, I'd, I remember reading like the reviews of like the Warriors in the Guardian. Oh, that's cool. And they give like the star ratings, and that that, that was the, that yeah. was the one where I was, I don't know, weirdly like every yeah. every Saturday the Guardian had come. I used you know, to. That, that, um, that's a cool one. I used to read the Guardian guide guide at my mate's house because in my house no newspapers, <laughs> no newspapers in my house. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Weird. What as a matter of principle? Or? No, no, not as a matter. Just don't think. Just, um, I don't think anyone was bothered about reading them. And if we did ever get don't a newspaper, it was for a TV guide. <laughs> you know, it would, uh, the newspaper would be discarded. Mm, mm, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Right, I think that'll just about do us this week. We got some, uh, no. got some more questions, but no. I have to save them because, you know, we don't, no. yeah, no, it's, it's, always a <laughs> it's always a shame to say goodbye. We didn't read your question out this week. We'll read it out next week. Promise. Uh... Don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter at Joshy Wise, at RichieW82. Uh, podcast at videogamer.com is the email, and the Twitter is at videogamer.com. Thanks to uh, Adam Cook, Andy B, and Cullum Ahern for our musical jingles. Mm-hmm. Uh, hop on over to videogamer.com for all your gaming needs. Yeah. Uh, that'll just about do us. It's goodbye Same from me. It. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Rich Walker as well. Goodbye.